This is Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. Cross Hope is broadcast daily and shares five minutes of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Our companion website is www.crosshope.org. Now with today's uplifting message, here's Randy. I was listening to a sermon by a minister from Lenore, and I couldn't remember if it was North or South Carolina. He told a great little story about the difference between being involved in something and being totally committed to something. And he used the analogy of a sport, either one of your sports teams that your children or grandchildren are involved in. You can be involved in what they're doing, and then you can be really committed to what they're doing. And there's a difference. You can participate in something at work that's extracurricular. You say, well, I'm involved in that, but I'm not really committed to it. A lot of things in life where we're involved, but we're not committed. And then the best thing that he said, he said, I'll give you an analogy. It's like your breakfast. If you had bacon and eggs to eat this morning, the chicken was involved. The pig was committed. The pig was good. Some of you will get that much later this afternoon. It takes a while. Well, Olivia Goldhill writes an article with this title. You're a completely different person at 14 and at 77. You're a completely different person at age 14 and age 77. Think back, many of you, to when you were 14. She talks about a study that was done. It started with 1,200 14-year-olds in Scotland in 1950. Get this, they took 1,200 14-year-olds in Scotland, and then they studied them up until recent years. And they found that not only do they look totally different than they did at 14, not only do they dress totally different, obviously, than they did at 14 in 1950, but their personalities had changed. And I was kind of amazed at that. And then they gave the analogy that sometimes you'll see somebody that you haven't seen for 20 years, 30 years. And you say, you know, he's, he's not the same guy I remember. She's not the same person I remember. And it's the longest personality study of all time that anyone knows about from 1950 till recent years. There was no correlation of significant stability of any of the characteristics of personality during the, all the years, the decades that were the interval. And you probably know in your own life how that you're different now than you were at age 14. Personalities do change. And yet there's one thing, one thing that I hope doesn't change about you unless you became a Christian as an adult that your faithfulness to the Lord is the same. That hopefully, if you became a Christian as a young person, you were faithful to the Lord at 14, and now at whatever age you are now, you're still faithful to the God who loves you and the God who gave His Son for you. And you're willing to demonstrate that in the way you live because you're not just involved in the kingdom of God. You're deeply committed to the kingdom of God. You're not just involved with Christianity you're deeply committed to the Christ of Christianity. You say, why are you talking about that today, Randy? Well, for this reason. We're going to look at a man by the name of Caleb in the book of Joshua, who from age 40 
was at the height of his strength at age 40, then to age 85, 45 years later, he's still faithful and still committed to the Lord just as much as he was at age 40. And it's a great lesson. And indeed, it is a great lesson for you and me. From Joshua 14 tomorrow on Crosshope, our website is crosshope.org. That's one word, crosshope.org. God bless you, and thanks for listening. I want you to listen to Caleb's story in chapter 14 of Joshua. Now the men of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and the Kenziite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my brothers who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt with fear. Stop right there. Caleb was one of 12 spies that Moses sent to spy out the land of Canaan. And two came back and said, we can do that. It was Joshua and Caleb. But the other 10, and I challenge anybody to name one of the other 10, and you can't. We don't remember the people who said, we can't do this. We do remember the two, Joshua and Caleb, that said, we can do this. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive. Underline that phrase. If you underline in your Bible, God has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. Was he really? He thought he was. He believed he was. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me on that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. I don't know what changes have happened in your life. Since you were 14 years of age, those of you that are above, obviously above 14, but let me ask you this. What about your faithfulness to the Lord? Is the Lord able to look at you and me and say, I find him or her faithful? I'm going to tell you a story at the end of the message that's so powerful about the importance of faithfulness that may speak to you in a powerful way. But here we look at Caleb. Some of you know somebody named Caleb. It's a great name, I think, a great masculine name to use that term. And Caleb is the one who said, we can take the country. And isn't it interesting? He said, I'm just as vigorous now at 85 as he was at 40. I don't believe that was true, but he believed it. What do you believe about your spiritual capability and capacity at your age now? You may say, well, I don't have the energy to serve the Lord. I don't have the the energy to do this or do that. What about your heart? 
Does your heart still have the commitment to the Lord God Almighty, to the one who died on a cross for your sins? I want to point out just three or four things from this passage. In verse 6, you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea about you and me. I love that title of Moses. What was it? Somebody say it. Man of God. Greatest title is not this or this in the body of Christ. It's to say he's a man of God, she's a woman of God. He, he or she is a young person of God. That's the greatest title of all. And some people are interested in titles. The Lord's interested in relationship. Remember that. In verse 8, it says, I have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. You know, what do you do wholeheartedly in your life? Now think about that. We can talk about a, a hobby and we do it wholeheartedly. We can talk about a talent or a strength, a skill set, and we say, I do it wholeheartedly. Do you follow the Lord your God wholeheartedly? What does it mean to follow the Lord God wholeheartedly? Here's what it means. Nothing strange or suspicious about my relationship with the Lord. Everybody knows I believe in Jesus Christ. He's the Lord of my life. And I'm not trying to be a religious fanatic. I'm just trying to be committed to the one who gave his life for me. That's it. God didn't call you to be a fanatic. He called you to be a follower of the one who gave his life for you. And that's your calling, and that's my calling. He's very humble in his, I believe, when he said that, I followed the Lord my God un wholeheartedly. Can you say that you followed wholeheartedly? Russell Baker was a man who was a writer, a journalist, who had a mother who died in recent years. He, he died himself in January of this year. But Russell Baker said that he still, even in the latter years of his life, he said, my mom is still in my head. I thought that was interesting. What he meant by that, he could still hear his mother. And he said her favorite phrase that she would use with him is that someday you might make something out of yourself. And he never arrived. Get this, he's 29 years old as a journalist, and he got a job covering the White House. And you know what his mom said to him? If you play your cards right, you might make something of yourself. Mom, I'm at the White House. I'm 29 years old. Yeah, but if you play your cards right, you'll make something out of yourself. She always gave him the impression that he never arrived. The author writes it this way, Just Enough is the title of her book, A Definition of Success. I just got to get just enough more, just enough of this, just enough more money, just enough promotion, then I'll be a success. And success in the eyes of God is this. It's a man or woman who humbly serves the living God with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their mind. I want to talk about another phrase. It's in verse 10. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the desert. Caleb honestly believed that the Lord kept him alive from age 40 to age 85 for a purpose. Question, do you believe the Lord's kept you alive for any reason? I do, and I hope you do. 
The Lord has kept you alive to this point in time for a reason. He has you in this place, in this family. And I want to talk about that for a minute. I've actually had people with tears in their eyes say, why did God put me in my family? What's the deal? Why did I have to be put in this family, in this city, in this state? And I've always seen people change their countenance when I look at them and say, did it ever occur to you? that the Lord may have had a specific purpose in you being in your family so that you could be the salt and light in your family? You could be an example of truth in your family. You could be an example, a witness of Christ in your family. Well, maybe you've never thought about that, but you should today. That's crossoak.org. And when people start thinking about it, I've actually seen people tear up when they think, maybe that's why God has put me here. God has kept me here. God has kept me alive for all these years. I want to suggest to you that God has kept you alive till today for a reason. And part of that reason is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, whether you know it or not whether you know it or not. Some of you know who Robin Roberts is from Good Morning America. Anybody watch Good Morning America? Years ago on the show, I mean, this was a number of years ago, but in in recent years, they had a four-minute segment involving Robin Roberts where they aged her 40 years. You may remember it. You may have seen it. They had Hollywood-skilled makeup artists using combination of several small custom-made plastic masks and all kinds of makeup to build her face in such a way that she looked like an 85-year-old woman. After donning a gray wig, she put on what was called an old suit, quote-unquote, a jumpsuit that was designed with special straps and cords to make You feel the muscle aches and the strains. In other words, it literally just brought her down, scrunched her down in her physical stature. Her final touch, this was interesting, was to smear a little bit of Vaseline on her glasses so she could have the feeling of what it's like to have cataracts. I thought that was interesting. Some of your glasses are so dirty you think you have cataracts. Mark Adams talking about this Robin Roberts story said this, one reason we watched this segment, my wife and I was taking the opportunity to identify with the aged portion of our population. Our hair is turning gray. And he said, in his case, it's turning loose. I didn't get it either. Arthritis is beginning to plague our joints. Wrinkles are replacing small smile lines, our backs and knees and our energy levels aren't what they used to be. Our metabolisms have slowed to a grinding halt. I mean, the sad fact is that we are beginning, he said, underline the word beginning, to feel the effects of age so that we watch this segment of Good Morning America and listen to what Robin Roberts said. And what matters about aging is this, commitment to Christ. When I stand up and conduct a funeral, I rarely talk about success 
and how much money that people made, what they accomplished in terms of sports 40 years ago, 50 years ago, what I talk about. Here was a man who was faithful to his family. Here was a woman who was faithful to her family. And in other words, it all comes down at a funeral. Were you and I found faithful? Why is that? Because that's all that matters in eternity. Ultimately, is not the success, but the faithfulness. And most men and women don't get that in life. God has kept you alive for a reason. God has kept you alive for a reason. Well, if I may be so bold, that may be one of the most profound things that I've shared in a while, that God's kept you alive for a reason. And the reason isn't for you to make more money or to be more successful. The reason is for you to serve Him and to be an example for Him in your family, in your neighborhood, in the place where you work, in your community. Think about it. That's crosshope.org. I know that I quote a minister probably too much by the name of John Buchanan. And what's interesting, I haven't seen him since the early 80s. You say, why do you quote this guy, John Buchanan? Because I knew him years ago, and a couple of people have said, don't you know that he's pretty liberal now about some issues? And I said, that's not why I quote him, because he's conservative or liberal. I just like his writing and things that he talks about life. And this is a great story I want to end with by Buchanan. The most haunting words ever said to me were said by Jay Walters, who was the minister of my home church when I was in seminary. I talked to him frequently. He took good care of my mother when my father died. He was and is a good man. When it came time for my ordination, I asked Jay to give the message at my ordination at my home church. He knew more about me than I realized at the time. He talked about success as a minister and how tempting it is to measure yourself in your church by the same benchmarks the world uses, size, money, power, and influence. He said, ministers who yield to that temptation end up like the circus performer who sets a plate spinning on a spindle, then another and another until he has a whole row of spinning plates. Then the first one slows down and wobbles and he runs to it and gives it another spin and then the next. And your success model demands that you keep running just to keep the plate spinning. I think you and I get what he's trying to say. Now listen to this. I read that whole story just to read this. John Buchanan says, Jay, look me in the eye. Sitting there in the front row with my career ahead of me, he knew me so well, and he said, John, Jesus Christ does not call you to be successful. He calls you to be faithful. Wow. That's why John Buchanan says these were the most haunting words ever said to me were said by his home minister, Jay Walters. John, Jesus Christ does not call you to be successful. He calls you to be faithful. And then John goes on to share more. The greatest among you will be your servant, Jesus said. Parents who devote themselves to their children, sons and daughters who give their lives caring for an aging parent, a wife or husband sitting with patience and love by the bedside of a dying spouse a teacher, a tutor, a care team member, a hospital volunteer, a loyal friend, a compassionate colleague. 
you, me, as we give our love, our time, and our energy, and our money to what we deeply cherish and believe, and in the process only learn the true secret of success, to give our lives away in the name of Jesus. To give our lives away in the name of Jesus and for his sake. You see, the one who said, if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it, and the greatest among you will be your servant, was Jesus Christ and is Jesus Christ. That's the story I want to leave with you about not how much your personality's changed since you were 14 years of age and how you sure look different than you did at 14, and we all do. Your stature may be different. Your looks may be different. Your hairline's different. Your weight's different. Everything's different. But hopefully, the Lord can look at you and me and say this, faithful, found faithful. There is no greater compliment in the kingdom of God than for the Lord to say, welcome, good and faithful servant. Well, I'm going to ask you to take this message to heart and make it your goal as I make it my goal to be found faithful in the eyes of the Lord. Our website is crossoak.org. That's one word, crossoak.org. You've been listening to Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. For more information about this ministry or to re-listen to any message heard on this broadcast, go to our website at crosshope.org. Be sure to join us at this same time each weekday or listen at www.crosshope.org. Cross Hope is listener-supported and is produced by Cross Hope Ministries, Incorporated.